Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. It is such a good day to be in the house of the Lord. And such a good day to be standing here in front of you. Uh, I am so filled with hope. Um, If things had gone the other way on Tuesday, boy, (laughs) I would not want to be standing here right now. Uh, because the message I would have had for you, uh, you would have had a hard time finding hope <laughs> in, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, let me give a couple announcements before I really get started. Um, <clears throat> next week, we will be showing the Billy Graham Uh, decisions video on Sunday morning. So our our assignment, all of us, is to ask the Lord who we should invite and and bring those people. Uh, Because while we are hopeful today and and, uh, we... We have some understanding of what God is doing. Uh, there are a lot of people in our country, uh, and maybe you could say half, <laughs> who, who are not hopeful right now. They, they don't have hope. Uh, <clears throat> they, they don't understand what happened. Uh, and and they, they need hope. They they need the God of hope, uh, and and so this this is a real opportunity for us. Uh, I I believe the fields are white, right now, and uh, <clears throat> at at CAE uh, this week uh, it was hosted. That's the pastors group that that meets monthly. Uh, <clears throat> we met at Cheyenne Hills this week, and that's a Baptist church, and Galen, the senior pastor there, uh, he was, this was Thursday, and the election was Tuesday, he he was saying he, uh, before the election, he was just, you know, what what do I prepare for? Um, (laughs) Is it (laughs) hope or doom? Uh, what, What is it? And and so he he shared that uh he he really felt like we had a window of opportunity now uh in America and you know I I really feel the same way uh so anyway the the other announcement that I I need to make is um <clears throat> Eric and Allie, Luke and Danny uh, we we really want to figure out a way to 
minister to the kids. And so, you know, it's been in my emails, it's been in the, the program for a while. We, we just need some help, uh, somebody who will minister to the kids so the parents don't have to watch their kids uh, every Sunday. Uh, so, you know, I'm praying the Lord will move on somebody's hearts today. Uh, we're we're going to find a solution. The Lord has a solution. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, we we I feel uh, need to have sort of a pro- prophetic perspective of of what has just happened in America. Uh, and uh, a year ago uh, or so, I was doing a study uh, on the end times. What uh, what the Bible says uh, is is going to happen as we approach the day of the Lord. We we know that at some point in the future, and as I said in in that study, I, I believe that's in our lifetime that a a one world government is going to arise that that will have the the money they will have the military might they they will be ruled by the the man of lawlessness the the antichrist that that's talked about in in the new testament uh also likely in in the book of daniel uh <clears throat> and and that that is going to happen and that when that happens uh things are are going to be dire for the church, uh, I mean, there there are going to be so many martyrs uh, during that time that you know we we just got to prepare our hearts and and be ready. And and we know that's prophesied. We know that's going to happen, but we don't have to facilitate that happening. Okay. <laughs> we 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 don't have to sit by and say well you know say lavi it's it's going to happen we, we we might as well just let it happen let it steamroll over us uh and you know we we know some things uh, about the woman who lost the election on Tuesday uh uh you know there there are globalist forces at work that are laying the foundation for this antichrist system throughout the earth and and they are trying to tear down nations so that they can create a one world government and and we know that 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 woman was very much a a globalist she she was not a nationalist she she wanted open borders she wanted to essentially do away with with our borders and and let anyone and everyone come in which has never been the case in america uh we we have had immigration laws uh since day 1 as as a nation and Unfortunately, what's happened in the last eight years is those those laws have have been completely ignored by the administration. Uh, Congress would not go along, uh, so Obama tried to do it himself, and he was 
stopped by the courts, but that still didn't stop him, as, as we've seen. Uh, but I, I, I don't want to get too much into the politics of this, but we, we have to understand what's happening in our day prophetically. Uh, uh, a number of prophetic people have called Hillary Jezebel, and, and I, I believe that she was uh, an instrument of, of that spirit, that, that same Jezebel spirit that, that was at work in, in the nation of Israel. And uh, <clears throat> Terry Bennett had some really dire things to say uh, as a warning to the church if, if she was elected. And um, Terry really didn't have hope that Trump would be elected, even though he knew he was God's choice and the one God wanted to be in office. He didn't think the church was praying enough to actually make that happen. And he had been exhorting the church for, for the last six months or, or more uh, to really pray in, into this election. And, and I believe that what the Lord is communicating to us by the result of this election is that there was just, just enough prayer <laughs> for Trump to be elected. Because <laughs> I, I forget exactly the numbers, but he won something like 42 electoral votes by a total of 108,000 votes. I mean, people, that's, that's the skin of our teeth. <laughs> and then they still haven't declared Michigan. Yeah. Which, did they finally? Yeah. Red, yes. <laughs> so that, and, and, and that, what? He did get the popular vote. Wow. Wow. Uh, now, wow. So, yeah, that, and 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 so, you know, we we have a reprieve. We we have opportunity, in in this nation, and, you know, I I just I want to read to us this word. Um, I guess I haven't been able to read this. Uh, on a Sunday morning yet, because this just happened last Sunday night uh, at the special service they had at Creative Ministries. Uh, and Mike Keyes, who's an apostolic leader from the Philippines, he's, he's American, but he's been in the Philippines for like the last 30 years. And he oversees a network of almost 200 churches. Uh, and he had this word for America. And, and it's a good word. It's it, it's a very good word. And and you'll see that some of it has has already come to pass. He says, uh, and this is the word of the Lord: Do not be discouraged about the election that is coming up. I will simply say to you that big surprises are coming. <laughs> yeah, big surprises are coming to this country. I have my hand upon America, and I will not withdraw it. My people pray, they intercede, and they stand in the gap. Do not be worried about the future. 
Much remains to be accomplished, and I will use this country in greater ways. Surprises, surprises, surprises are on the horizon, and it will be good, for my spirit will prevail. No matter what is done to shut down my word, my word cannot be imprisoned, nor can it be stopped. For as far as the east is from the west and the north from the south, people will know. And there will be a revival that will sweep across this country like nothing seen before. This is a great time to represent me. Keep your eyes and your head lifted up and on the horizon where your redemption draws near, says the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. That is a good word. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got something on our Facebook thing Mm -hmm. of some phenomenal thing that was happening in Israel where there were clouds, somebody was filming Uh it, there were clouds and like a glow over Mm -hmm. the top. Wow. showed today I don't know if you really caught yeah, the yeah, the, the audio you know, and and this is this is the beginning mm-hmm. of the realignment of nations right. and and I mean that that has been talked about <clears throat> by by the honest media for for the last there there is yeah <laughs> and 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 I and I <laughs> I, I hope everyone has has seen uh, the the state of our mainstream media that that they they are they are essentially bought and paid for and and part of the Democratic Party. <laughs> if if I mean there so many things have been revealed so clearly in in the last few weeks. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Because the Lord said he was going to do that. He, he was going to bring the hidden things out into the open. And uh, <clears throat> we, we know that, that the inner circle 
of, of Hillary uh, is, was tied to this high-level Satanist. And, and even Hillary herself is, is a high-level Satanist. Uh, that's why she hates the church. It's why she hates America. And, but I don't, I don't want to get <laughs> in, into all that. <laughs> Amen. Enough, enough of that. All right, praying, yes. And I'm so thankful that, <clears throat> I mean, as, as close as it was, and, you know, what I'm saying is our, our perspective has to, we have to understand that there was just enough prayer to swing this thing. I'm so glad we took last Sunday. And we just prayed. In, into this, and and uh, we met at noon or at eleven from eleven to one on Monday and Tuesday, and and we had our prayer meeting on Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night, so we could pray while polls were still open. <laughs> we we did what we could, uh, but the thing is, we can't let up now because the the globalist forces that that still are, are in place and in power in, in many places, uh, they, they don't want a Donald Trump administration. And that's, that's why they're financing these demonstrations and actually hiring people to, to gather and, and protest the, the Trump presidency. And it, it, it's really ridiculous. Uh, I, I mean, it, it would be worse if these people weren't being paid. Uh, because it, it would just show how little understanding they have of America, what we stand for, uh, our history. <laughs> uh, but but still, we we need to pray against this stuff because there there are forces out there who who would love nothing more than for there to be enough chaos unleashed in in the next sixty days. Uh, that martial law would have to be declared, and and then then all bets are off once once that happens. So we 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 really do need to pray, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that that we don't need. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's that's one of the things that that we we believe Donald Trump is going to fix. Uh, we we have the worst relations with Israel right now that we've had in my lifetime. And that is not a good thing. Uh, this, this administration has sold them out repeatedly. And one of the first things that Trump wants to do is have Netanyahu come and meet with him in the White House. And so that, that is great news. Uh, but yes, let, 
what Barbara is saying is it, it, virtually every time our, our country has, has taken a, a specific stand against Israel, there, there's been a natural disaster unleashed on this country uh, virtually every time in, in the last 50 years. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. We, we don't need another one of those right now. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, that I hope that kind of puts what has happened in in perspective and and I you know I, I want you to know and, and I want you to know uh yourselves that I mean Donald Trump is not a righteous man. He's not a godly man. He he's not the perfect candidate. Uh Lance Wallnau wrote a book called God, Tr- Donald Trump, God's Chaos Candidate. <laughs> he's, he's, he's chosen, he's been chosen as a Cyrus, and Cyrus was an evil king. Uh, but he, he financed the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem and, and let God's people go back to Jerusalem and, and back to Israel. Uh, so he, and, and God... Uh, in, in the book of Daniel, called Nebuchadnezzar a, a, an evil, demonized king, my servant Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> so, I mean, God can raise people up to accomplish what what he wants to accomplish, and it, it's my firm belief that God has raised up Donald Trump for this time to take a wrecking ball to the corruption in our government and, and to so much of the apparatus that the New World Order has, has built up in, in this country. And uh, it, it's going to make it much more difficult for the enemy <laughs> to use this country as, as part of his end-time game. And uh, from that prophecy by Chuck Pierce that we listened to this morning, uh, you know, there, there's a realignment of nations that it started with the Brexit vote, and now it added fuel with what happened with Donald Trump being elected. There's many more elections coming in Europe, and, and I, I believe we're going to see nat- nat- nationalist, populist candidates arise in many of those countries to, to again, throw more monkey wrenches in, into the New World Order apparatus. But what is most important for us is not the politics, it's, it's the spiritual, it's what God is about to unleash on our nation. Uh, you know, I, I believe what Chuck Pierce was saying. <laughs> Those angels are being released. And, and this, this word from Mike Keyes, we're, this, this is a great time to be a believer in the United States right now. <laughs> uh, because we, we are going to see the greatest great awakening take place. And, and I believe it's, it's, if it hasn't already started, I, I think we're starting to see the beginnings of it already. Uh, because of the amount of prayer that has been happening by the church in America the last few months. And that's the only way that revival comes, is when the church prays. (laughs) 
and particularly when the church prays in a united way. And uh, I know most of you were at uh, the Franklin Graham rally that we had here in Cheyenne because we're the state capital. That was a solemn assembly. Uh, if, if you remember some of the things that we prayed, uh, he specifically had us identify with the sins of our nation. He specifically had us repent to the Lord for the sins of our nation. He, he specifically had us ask for mercy for our nation. And so, I mean, he, as a spiritual leader in our country, he led 50 solemn assemblies in this nation. He didn't call them that because maybe not as many people would have come. I, I don't know. Uh, but in every state capital, and thousands of people came to every one of them from all across the body of Christ. And have you ever seen that in your lifetime? Anything even close? No. There's not been anything like that in my lifetime. So the stage is set. And and I like I said, I'm so full of hope and, and so excited right now to be in the kingdom of heaven. We're it now it, it's time for hope it yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> From the God of hope <laughs> and the God who can change everything. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh so anyway, uh, <clears throat> it is time to build the kingdom in America. Uh you know, I I got to admit I was I was probably a lot like uh Galen for the last few weeks, maybe even the last few months, just wondering, Lord, what what do we prepare for? <laughs> Is it <laughs> emergency and, you know, dire persecution? <laughs> or or is it the coming great awakening? Or, or is it both? <laughs> uh, you know, we, we have a window of, of peaceful time where this great awakening can actually begin and, and ramp up before a persecution really begins, I, I believe, now. Uh, and, and that's a great thing. <laughs> I, I love standing up before you and, and saying that. But, you know, we, we have to understand where our country is right now that we actually had half, virtually half the people in America who were willing to acquiesce to the New World Order, who are very much, well, I'm hoping that they're very much deceived. Uh, that's giving them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and, and okay with uh, all the corruption uh, that, that's that's in government right now, uh, <laughs> Jack. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. That's right. And one of the founding fathers recognized that in the Federalist Papers, and also Karl Marx recognized it. He he said the, the end of democracy will be when the people figure out they can vote themselves money. Because because they will. <laughs> and and as a result we have Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why this this was really our, our last opportunity. <laughs> because if if things had continued the way they had been going under Obama for even another four years, it it would have been over. And we it remains to be seen what may happen or may not happen in Europe because they're much further along down that road of unlimited immigration than, than we we are. So <clears throat> Yeah, and and okay. and I I expected this would be like the yeah. the highest percentage turnout of of any election in our lifetime, but yeah, it didn't turn out that way. But, so the fact that he won mm -hmm. with only half of the registered mm -hmm. people voting, are are, are and, they just throwing statistics out? I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I. And I, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of question that that statistic. Well, we know how much we can believe the the mainstream media. <laughs> mm hmm. Right. And and they're and they're here illegally, yeah. And and we know that was happening, yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. And 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 we know because it came came out how how the Democrats have been cheating for for so many years. Uh, but anyway, we're we're gonna get back to our <laughs> what we need to do now. Thank okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or possibly the civil, possibly the civil war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that really, I could feel the prayer 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it was. Yeah. And and that's why we need to be engaged more now than ever. Because we have this opportunity to turn the nation. The nation has not yet turned. Uh <clears throat> Donald Trump won the election. But the nation hasn't turned. And so we need to pray. And, and we, we essentially have 50 years of the church either not being engaged or being very minimally engaged in, in culture uh, to, to repair. And, and that's not going to happen overnight. And it's, it's not going to happen in four years. But as we've seen, <laughs> if if we can just get a couple more million believers, <laughs> new believers, <laughs> in, in the next two years, then that's the beginning of really turning things around. Because that, that will begin to shift things. So... Uh, yeah, I, I believe that that what has gotten us to this point is is that we've lost the apostolic gospel. And we've we've embraced um, what Dietrich Bonhoeffer called easy believism. Uh, that we believe in Jesus for our salvation. But that's about as far as it goes. And, and we need to get back to the apostolic gospel that although our salvation is free, it costs us everything. Because that's the way it was for the apostles. You know, they, when Jesus called them to follow him, they didn't say, well... I can probably sell my fishing boat in a couple weeks. Let me get back to you. They just left it. And and that was their means. It was their future. It was their security, their comfort. And they just went. And and we we have lost that in America. And that's why the American gospel doesn't work very well in most of the rest of the world. Where, where there actually is persecution, where there actually is resistance. And, and so, you know, I, I hope you're picking up from what I've been saying that I, I believe we've probably averted uh, direct persecution for at least a few more years in America, but it's coming. <laughs> Eventually, it, it's coming. So we've, we've got to be ready when it does show up. It could have been here very quickly. And, and that we, we need to understand. Uh, so 
in in getting back to the apostolic gospel, I want to look at a few passages today. The first one is Matthew 16, starting in verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if, any would, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his, his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. So, so Jesus said three things were necessary. Deny self, take up the cross, and follow him. Uh, this is somewhat contrary to much of the gospel or to the gospel as it is as it goes forth in, in much of America. So denying ourselves, what does that mean? It is a saying farewell once and for all to you being in charge <laughs> of, of your own life and, and me being in charge of my life. It is, it is a denying of self-interest, self-will, and self-protection. And, <clears throat> you know, in, in light of what I've been saying for, I don't know, maybe the last... 45 minutes or so. Uh, our patriotism can be a hindrance to building the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. There, uh, you know, after 9-11, there, there was a particular bumper sticker that just made me cringe every time I would see it, particularly after reading the book The Harbinger, which everyone should read if they haven't read it already. Uh, and that was the, the Power of Pride bumper sticker. Oof. Every time I would see that, I would, ugh. No. <laughs> That's the wrong power. <laughs> The power of pride is not going to get us anywhere but into judgment. Because <laughs> we know that's what happened to Israel. It was their, their nationalistic pride uh, that was a hindrance. And, and so giving up on self-will and self-promotion, self-protection, self-interest, uh, that's part of the gospel. Taking up our cross. And 
you know, we, we have to understand Jesus here is, is speaking about himself because he knows he's going to take up a literal cross very soon in this story. But at the same time, he is saying, my followers, uh, and, and as, as he says uh, later in, in the book of John, a servant is not above his teacher. If, if Jesus could not avoid the cross, and he asked the Father if, if he could avoid it, and when it was clear he could not, then he, he submitted to it. We cannot think that because we live in America, we can avoid the cross. Because we're not above our master. We're not above our teacher. And so he expects us to take up our cross, to carry our cross. And the cross is that thing upon which our, our flesh dies. <laughs> and death is painful. Whether it is the physical death of our body or whether it is the soul life <laughs> or the self life that is dying. They're both painful. Unpleasant. And only happen as a result of will. Well, I mean, you, you can face physical death against your will, but in the case of Jesus, uh, he chose it because no one could force it upon him. So we must be willing to endure the shame, pain, and persecution of the cross of Christ and the cross of following Christ if we are to see the kingdom move forward. If we are to see the kingdom come, to see the kingdom expand in America. And the last part is, is following Jesus, which, which is obedience. And we know the word says to obey is better than sacrifice. And obedience is our sacrifice. To do the will of the Father rather than our own will. And, and that will bring the kingdom forward. And uh, I, I think I am supposed to share this. I, I kind of wondered, uh, there's, uh, does anyone else get Charisma magazine? Did you read that article about the ex-Satanist? Uh, I I lost the magazine because I wanted to read some excerpts from this article. I even signed up for the digital version last night so I could find it, and I couldn't access that article at all. Uh, anyway, this... Uh, okay, the one with uh, Jim Baker on the front. Yeah, that's the one. 
anyway, uh, there's this ex-high-level Satanist who was revealing some of the tactics of the enemy. And he, yeah, he's now a believer. Uh, that's why he was sharing with the church what it is the Satanists do. And they, they try to take physical territory, topography. They try to take neighborhoods. They try to take cities. They, they try to take regions, states. And, and they, they can do it to some extent when the church is not praying. Oof. And, and boy, that, yeah, he, he said it's, it's easy when the church is not praying. And, and then they can loose all, all kinds of stuff against marriages and against families and uh, temptation and once they have these territories. And, and so that just uh, confirmed to me so much uh, the will of God in, with Cover Cheyenne. Uh, what we're trying to do, rebuild the wall of protection for the Lord for this city. And, and we're, we're going to see things change in this next year. I, I know we are. And after reading this article, Joy and I, what night? Was that Monday night we went out? Tuesday night? Monday night. We went out and prayed the corners of the city. Because I don't want to make it easy for the enemy anymore. And I want you guys to join me. <laughs> He's had it too easy for too long in this country. <laughs> and it's time things got difficult for him. <laughs> so, so anyway, what I was getting at there there was that article and then somehow i saw this video with lance wall now where where he was talking about um in in some of the wikileaks emails that came out it it was clear that john podesta the, and his brother uh, he's the chairman of hillary's campaign so the, the very inner inner core circle of of their power structure uh, that they would go to these spirit cooking uh, events. And, and I'm not going to get into the details because it's really sick. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, according to the lady who's a high-level Satanist who does these things, when they do it in public, it's, it's art. But when they do it in private, like in somebody's home, it's, it, it's a spiritual uh, event. Uh, so, <clears throat> anyway, that's what. But what they do, uh, what these Satanists do, they're they're on Earth, and they're they're trying to connect with the powers of of the second heaven, the demonic powers in in the second heaven, and and so they they make sacrifices. You know, they they kill animals, they they kill human beings at some of these sacrifices and they use the blood and, and they use other stuff and they're they're trying to connect themselves with the power demonic powers that are in the second heaven just above the earth in order to get some of that power on the earth 
And and what that is, it's it's a. Um, let's see, it, it's it's a counterfeit. I, I had to find that word. It's a counterfeit of what we're supposed to be doing. Because we're on the earth, and we're we're supposed to connect with the real power in the third heaven where God is and Jesus is seated at his right hand. And the sacrifice that we use in making that connection is Jesus' sacrifice. Uh, as we know from Hebrews, by, by the blood of Jesus, we have access in, into the very holy of holies. And as we, in prayer, come into the holy of holies and connect ourselves with the true power and source of power in the third heaven, Jehovah God and, and Jesus Christ, power is released on the earth. And, and so, you know, after I watched this video from Lance Wallnow and I read this article in Charisma, I, I was struck by this idea, you know, that, that these people on, on the side of Satan... They're they're willing to sacrifice, and and I mean it's it's evil, it's it's counterfeit, it's but but they're I mean they're killing stuff to try to get some demonic power that's very limited uh, released on the earth, but but it actually happens. I mean there there is power that that's released. It, it's limited. It's demonic. But to move their kingdom forward, they do this. But the church, are, what kind of sacrifice are we willing to make to see the kingdom of heaven advance? And, and, and we don't have to sacrifice animals, but we, we have to sacrifice ourselves. to see the kingdom of heaven move forward. Because it's, it's our obedience that is greater than sacrifice. And that obedience costs us something. It, it can cost us social position. It, it can cost us money, which often it does. Uh, it, it can cost us uh, a lot of things. Time, it, it definitely costs us time. Because what, what God wants for the church now is, is that we truly enter into prayer. And, and it's that, that new definition of prayer that the Lord gave me a few months ago. To, to pray is to touch the heart of God and have our own heart touched by God. And that doesn't happen in five minutes. It doesn't happen in 15 minutes. You know, it, it usually takes over an hour for me. And it's a lot better if it's a couple hours. But... And that's the kind of sacrifice that I'm, I'm talking about. 
if if we the people of God and and we as as a body we're we're called to be a people of prayer this this is a huge part of the identity that the Lord wants us to take up uh because i mean the the reality it it shouldn't take that long but we in america because of all the options that we have all the stuff that we have all the distractions that we have our our souls live in a highly excited state most of the time and it takes a while for our soul to get quiet enough that we can actually hear God in our spirit. Because, I mean, it's, it's like when we had the old radios when we were kids, old AM radios, and, you know, you'd, you'd be turning the dial and it'd be... <laughs> something there <laughs> you, or in a CB you know you, you turn the squelch control down there's all this noise that's that's within us and it's it's got to be quieted and and you can't do that in in just a little bit of time uh, at least I can't I, and I'm, I'm just speaking from my own experience here, but I, I'm human, and I think we're all human. And we all live in this same overstimulated culture where, where so much of our entertainment, so much of our options is, is about exciting the soul. And, and so somehow... <laughs> We we got to get to the place where we can quiet our soul, and and come into that deep place of prayer with the Lord, and and find out what is on His heart, uh, and pray that. And you know, I I talked to Rose. Uh, I think Monday we had that prayer time from eleven to one. And, you know, I, I find that, that when I'm able to pray for an hour or two, I, I may start out with an overstimulated soul, but I come out with peace. And, you know, ev- even though on Monday, you know, there, there, was, there was a lot of turmoil but I, I said, so were you able to pray yourself into peace? And yeah. And that's what happens when, when we truly are able to get into the presence of the Lord. You know, there, there is peace. <laughs> it doesn't matter what <laughs> kind of turmoil is, is going on around us, what kind of uncertainty is, is facing us when we get there, it's just, mm, okay. <laughs> this has been on my heart since that time. You know, when you, when you stimulate yourself like you have, 
You're not crazy. Yeah, he he wants he wants to get us back into fear. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you know, over my last year, <laughs> I have learned to take advantage of that restoration. Yes. Yeah. But we have to be aware of what it is. Mm-hmm. Because if we're too, I worship and pray on the go for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and it, it's like uh, Joy was saying, you know, there's the obedience of prayer. It, it's costly in terms of time. It's costly in terms of energy. And, and Joy was saying, I think on Wednesday, you know, she was just so tired. It's, I mean, every waking moment she'd been praying, for for days, and and there was finally just this, ah, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> you've you've heard our prayers. You've you've answered them. You've shown yourself. Uh, uh, and <laughs> oh yeah, if we if we only could have seen the the battle in in the second heaven, the the last week. found out the last few months. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to wrap this up. Um, one of the commentaries that, that I was looking at for that Matthew 16 passage said uh, pro- probably the best commentary on that passage is Galatians 2.20. <laughs> I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we we understand salvation to be the life of God coming into us, the life of Christ, his actual life coming into our mortal bodies to dwell. And 
we also have to understand that that life needs to be fed and renewed and we need to be refilled with that life on a regular basis. <laughs> and that life is not from the soul. It's not fed through the soul. <laughs> it is fed by the spirit. And so those things that feed our spirit, uh, that prayer that touches the heart of God and allows our heart to be touched by God, uh, being in the written word, which, which releases the power of the one who is the word into our lives, uh, worshiping God, uh, all those things, uh, meditation on the word, um, <clears throat> they feed that life within us. And the, the true apostolic gospel is that that life become preeminent within us. And we know that at any given point in time, only one life can be revealed out of us. It's either going to be our life or it's going to be the life of Christ. The, the old life or the life of Christ. So, <clears throat> I, I feel like the Lord would have us repent today and identify with the sin of the church in America for its passivity that, that allowed this country to get to the place where we are. And that Jesus would empower us and fill us and show us how to build his kingdom and, and bring forth that great awakening that is just right here. Can we do that? Okay. So you can just pray after me. I'll just Try to do it phrase by phrase. Uh, Father, the first thing we want to do is, is thank you. We praise you for having mercy on us as a nation. And Lord, we, uh, we repent before you. We identify with the sins of the church. Of embracing an easy gospel. Of being passive. And wanting what we want more than what you want. Oh, Lord, come and fill us with the life of Jesus. May your kingdom come in us and in our country. 
show us how to overcome self and pursue you. And show us how you would have each of us be engaged in our culture. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Arnie's got something to share. Real quickly, I think all of us here this morning understand this, but I just want to clarify. And for the sake of any who might listen to our podcast who may not be a regular part of us, we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And we submit ourselves to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He rules over the nations. He has standards of morality and of righteousness. He has truth revealed in his word that we agree with and submit to. The early part of Jay's message might have made it sound like we're, we're a bunch of Republicans. <laughs> well, I happen to be a Republican. That's only because the Republicans ten, are, have chosen to align themselves with God's standards of morality, righteousness, and truth. If you read the two platforms, the Democrats have chosen evil. The Republicans have chosen God's standards of righteousness, holiness, purity, and truth. If they violate those standards, and there are some Republicans, trying to be kind, um, they, they don't operate under the platform of the Republican Party. Okay? They don't agree with the Republican Party. They really don't belong in the Republican Party. Perhaps to summarize this most succinctly, there's a guy by the name of Benjamin Rush, whom John Adams, our second president, was said was one of three of the most influential founding fathers. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and Benjamin Rush. But Benjamin Rush was once asked, because he had served under three different presidents who were part of, I believe it was three different presidents under three different parties. And he was once asked, well, what party are you? His response was, some have said I'm an aristocrat and some I'm a Democrat. I'm neither, I'm a Christocrat. 
And what he meant by that was, I will align myself with those who align themselves with God. And that's where we need to be, people, because we're part of the kingdom of God who's going to come back and take over the planet. Okay? While we're here, the Bible teaches righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. So we need to align ourselves with principles of righteousness. And I don't care what party somebody aligns themselves with. There might be a Democrat that's more conservative or more biblical. It's not conservative. Here's another quick thing. David Barton observed from this last election with the 154 ballot initiatives that were up and all across the country. It seems that conservatism has been separated from morality. That is dangerous. That is not what the founders had in mind. And obviously it's not what the Bible wants us to be doing. So we want to submit ourselves to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. We want to be good citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So just to let you know, we're not requiring anybody to be a member of any party to be a part of this fellowship. That's not what we're about. And we're not about promoting a party. But if you're going to be involved in culture, you probably, if you're going to be involved in the political part of culture, you probably need to affiliate yourself with a party to have some influence. So that's the only reason we should be aligning ourselves with either party. And you may have the grace, God bless you if you do, to work within the Democratic Party. I don't know how you could bring change, but God bless you if you can. <laughs> and keep in mind, there are real rats in the Republican Party. Again, it's not the party. It's the principles of righteousness. Is God king or not? Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Ernie. Yeah, you can put that away. Ah, so we, we will have prayer over in the prayer room if anyone needs prayer today. And spend some time just thanking the Lord. Spend some time before the Lord. How, how would he have you be engaged? Amen. So be blessed. <laughs>